Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FDR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. Episode 243 for the week of December 11th, 2023. Before we start, a reminder you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. We'll start this week with a look at payroll employment in the trucking industry, which gives us a pretty good idea of what's happening with the driver population, specifically for larger carriers. We'll also look at employment in some related areas, such as parcel and local delivery and warehousing and storage. The for hire trucking industry added just 700 payroll jobs seasonally adjusted in November, although the Bureau of Labor Statistics revised September and October figures upward by a total of 2,600. The 1.58 million jobs were 1.5% higher year over year, uh, which was the same as October's comparison. Employment is up by 61,700 jobs, or 4.1%, from the February 2020 level, which of course is the last month before the pandemic. More granular data available only through October shows general freight truckload employment steadying after declines in June through August uh, from May's record of 559,000 jobs seasonally adjusted. Truckload added 500 jobs in October, matching September's gain. Employment is down just under 6,000 jobs, or 1.1%, from the May record. As we discussed last week, one factor uh, that is fueling resilient payrolls for truckload carriers is continued high numbers of failing small carriers, most of which presumably are not captured by the BLS payroll data, and whose drivers probably are eager to take jobs with larger carriers if those jobs are available. Meanwhile, let's look at uh, LTL. Seasonally adjusted employment for LTL eased by 200 after the upwardly adjusted 6,000 job uh, rebound in September. LTL employment fell by 25,000 seasonally adjusted in August due to the shutdown of Yellow Corporation. Now, it's only one month, but the October data arguably implies that LTL employment has stabilized after the initial recovery from yellow shutdown. However, one potential reason that hiring has not been stronger could be a lack of equipment and terminal capacity to accommodate more workers. Yellow did not get approval until late October to liquidate its trucks and trailers, which is a process that presumably will take several months. Meanwhile, it was just last week that winning bids were submitted for the bulk of Yellow's real estate. According to media reports, the single largest acquirer of Yellow terminals was XPO, which bid $870 million for 28 properties. 
Estes Express was close behind in the number of terminals, 24, although its bid was far lower at $249 million. Other notable purchases were from SIA for 17 properties and Knight Swift for 13 terminals. Anyway, once all these transactions close, we might see further hiring in the LTL sector. Of course, another headwind for hiring is that most of Yellow's workforce was unionized, and that very well could be an issue for mostly non-union LTL carriers that remain in business. Elsewhere in trucking, the long-distance specialized segment, excluding household goods, in October saw the first month-over-month increase in payroll employment since June, and the preliminary 1,300 job increase is the largest since June of last year. It's only one month, so it's too early to suggest that the segment has turned a corner. In any case, payroll employment is still down 3.8% from where it was in February 2020. And the local general freight segment added 1,100 jobs to another record level. Speaking of local general freight, much of that segment is closely associated with Final Mile, which is represented mostly by parcel and local delivery, or what is more formally called by the government, couriers and messengers. Parcel and local delivery employment barely changed seasonally adjusted in November, but it was up seven-tenths of a percent year-over-year, and that is the first year-over-year comparison since November of last year. Warehousing and storage, meanwhile, is continuing its slow and steady easing in employment, falling by 8,100 jobs seasonally adjusted in November. Employment is down 3.9% year-over-year, but it is still more than 41% higher than employment in February 2020. Warehousing and storage remains the leader in percentage job growth since the beginning of the pandemic. At nearly 31%, parcel and local delivery ranks third in job growth. Okay, let's discuss diesel prices, and we have achieved a milestone. The national average price of diesel fell 10.5 cents to $3.98.7 a gallon during the week ended December 11th. This was the first time since the week ended June 20, July 24th that the national average price has been below $4 a gallon. Also, the decrease of more than $0.10 cents is the largest in a single week since December of last year. While the national average is below $4, it is below that price only in three regions the Gulf Coast, Lower Atlantic, and the Midwest. However, those three areas of the country no doubt account for the bulk of diesel fuel sales for the U.S. And by the way, the Midwest is new to the sub $4 a gallon club, as the average price fell 12 cents, or 12.5 cents, I should say, in the latest week, to $3.90 a gallon. Meanwhile, crude prices have eased a bit recently, West Texas Intermediate in late November had been trading mostly between $75 and $78 a barrel. Last week, prices closed below $70 a barrel in a couple of trading sessions before inching back up to uh, $71 a barrel in the latest trading. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended December 8th, which is week 49 of the year. Broker posted spot rates in the truck stop system during the week fell by the most since uh, early October, but rate decreases during the second week following Thanksgiving usually are even sharper than they were. Dry van and refrigerated equipment saw notable spot uh, rate decreases during the week, 
while flatbed rates held steady. Spot rates usually are relatively weak during the first couple of weeks of December before spiking during the holidays due to a lack of capacity. The total broker-posted rate declined 3.4 cents, which is the largest decrease since one of the same degree during early October. In most years, the second week following Thanksgiving sees a larger rate decrease than we saw last week. Rates were less than 9% below the 2022 week. That's the least negative comparison since August of last year, and about 4% below the five-year average. Okay, let's look at rates by segment. Dry van spot rates declined $0.08 after rising by essentially the same amount during the previous week. Dry van rates invariably fall during the second week following Thanksgiving, and this year's decrease was not particularly large for the week historically. Rates were nearly 9% below the same week last year and nearly 10% below the five-year average. Refrigerated spot rates fell about $0.12 following an increase of less than $0.02 during the previous week. Spot rates for refrigerated equipment usually fall substantially during the week following Thanksgiving. The most recent year that saw a smaller decrease was 2019. Rates were nearly 10% below both the 2022 week and about um, 11% below the five-year average. Flatbed spot rates were essentially unchanged week over week, ticking up just a tenth of a cent. While the uptick was basically meaningless, it technically resulted in a fourth straight increase in flatbed rates, which had not occurred since April of 2022. Rates were slightly more than 9% below the 2022 week. That's the least negative comparison since the final week of last year, and half a percent above the five-year average. Flatbed spot rates had not been above the five-year average since early June. Let's look uh, briefly at uh, volume. Total load activity fell 15.6% after more than doubling during the week following Thanksgiving. Volume, which was essentially the same as the week before Thanksgiving, was down nearly 9% year-over-year and about 28% from the five-year average. The year-over-year comparison, by the way, was the least negative since late September. Let's look at volume by segment. Dry van loads fell more than 21%. That was after spiking more than 126% during the week following the holiday. Volume, which was the highest since September, aside from week 48, was nearly 16% below the same week last year and about 26% below the five-year average. Refrigerated loads declined 16% after jumping nearly 64% during the week following the holiday. Volume was 16% below the same week last year and about 30% below the five-year average. And finally, flatbed loads declined nearly 11% after surging about 128% during the week after the holiday. Volume was about 5% above the five-year average, or the, above the same 2022 week, but more than 36% below the five-year average. Let's wrap up the weekly data with quick looks at unemployment benefits and mortgage rates. Mortgage rates have fallen for six straight weeks. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell nearly two-tenths of a point in the latest week to 7.03%, according to Freddie Mac. Rates are down more than three-quarters of a point in six weeks after rising two-thirds of a point in 
seven weeks. On to unemployment, after jumping by a slightly revised 84,000 in the previous week, continued claims for unemployment benefits fell by 64,000, seasonally adjusted, to 1.86 million during the week ended November 25th. The decrease was the largest since mid-July. On an unadjusted basis, ongoing claims actually surged by more than 294,000, but major increases are typical for Thanksgiving week. Initial claims for benefits changed little during the week ended December 2nd on a seasonally adjusted basis. Claims jumped on an unadjusted basis during the week following Thanksgiving, as they typically do. Since we're already talking about the labor market, let's stay there. First, we'll review job openings in October. Unfilled job positions at the end of October were at their lowest level since March of 2021, but they were still substantially above the pre-pandemic level. Job openings in October fell 6.6% to 8.7 million. The average for 2019 was about 7.2 million job openings. Job openings are now down more than 27% from the record 12 million in March of last year, but they are still nearly 25% higher than they were in February of 2020. And that brings us to payroll employment, which we have already discussed uh, to a degree in the context of the trucking industry. But now we'll look at the rest of the economy. The U.S. added 199,000 payroll jobs seasonally adjusted during November, That was up from 150,000 jobs added during October. The Bureau of Labor Statistics also revised the preliminary September estimate downward by 35,000, but it made no further change in the initial October figure. The unemployment rate fell to 3.7% after ticking up to 3.9% in October. Unemployment has been below 4% since February of last year. Meanwhile, the labor participation rate ticked up to 62.8%. Payroll employment was up 1.8% year-over-year. That is down from 1.9% in October, and it's the smallest comparison since employment was down 4.4% in March of 2021, year-over-year. The U.S. now has 4.7 million, or 3.1%, more jobs than it had in February 2020. Payroll employment was inflated by the end of two major labor strikes. Motor vehicle and parts manufacturing added 30,000 jobs seasonally adjusted, mostly due to the end of the United Workers strikes against Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. And employment in motion picture and sound recording industries rose by 17,200 jobs following the end of the Screen Actors Guild strike. Private education and health services alone accounted for essentially half of November's job growth at an increase of 99,000 jobs seasonally adjusted, with health care accounting for most of the strength. Other large gains were in government, 49,000, and leisure and hospitality, 40,000. About two-thirds of the government job gains were in local and food services and drinking places, i.e. restaurants and bars, accounted for almost all of the gain in leisure and hospitality. The biggest hit to employment was in retail trade, which fell by 38,400 seasonally adjusted, due mostly to department stores, clothing stores, and big box retailers. Now, I want to point out that employment was up 
on a not seasonally adjusted basis in all three of those categories, but the job gains obviously did not match seasonal expectations. Wholesale trade jobs rose and transportation and warehousing jobs were down, uh, but only by 5,000 seasonally adjusted. That was due mostly to the 8,100 job drop in warehousing and storage that we discussed earlier in the podcast. Okay, moving on from the labor market to just a couple of other issues this week. Let's talk about inventories and sales for merchant wholesalers. Wholesale inventories relative to sales reversed course slightly in October as they were not quite as lean as they were in September. Inventories for merchant wholesalers eased four-tenths of a percent month over month, but sales fell by 1.3%. The inventory sales ratio ticked up to 1.34 after having fallen steadily in recent months from a post-recession high of 1.41 in June. A major factor in the less lean inventories was the automotive sector, which saw sales fall 2.6% while inventories felt uh, held steady. Among non-durable goods, a notable change was farm products. Sales fell 3.8%, but inventories actually rose 1.7%. Finally this week, let's discuss international trade in goods. Adjusted for inflation, U.S. exports of goods declined two-tenths of a percent month-over-month in October, while real imports of goods ticked up two-tenths of a percent. The view is considerably different, however, compared uh, to October of 2022. Real exports were up 1.9% year-over-year, while real imports were down 2.3%. In fact, real imports of goods have been negative year-over-year every month since January. Within exports, a sharp month-over-month increase in industrial supplies and a tiny uptick in capital goods mostly offset declines in other categories. Within imports, growth in foods, feeds, and beverages, and in capital goods more than offset declines elsewhere. Year-over-year, real exports were up in all categories except for industrial supplies, which were down four-tenths of a percent. Real Uh, Imports of automotive vehicles and parts were up about 10% year-over-year, but all other categories were down except for other goods. Okay, let's recap uh, with some key takeaways for the week. Trucking jobs essentially held steady in November. The national uh, average diesel price fell below $4 for the first time since July. Spot rates declined in line with seasonal expectations. Mortgage rates fell for the sixth straight week. Seasonally adjusted continued jobless claims fell. U.S. job openings fell during October. The U.S. added 199,000 payroll jobs in November. The unemployment rate fell to 3.7%. Wholesale inventories were slightly less lean. And real exports and imports changed little in October. For the final Trucking Market Update podcast of 2023, Next week, we will look at the industrial production and manufacturing output, retail and food service sales, retail inventories, and price inflation at the consumer and producer levels, including pricing for freight transportation services. Plus, we'll revisit revenues for the trucking industry in the third quarter with some more granular data, and we'll recap the week in diesel prices in the spot market for truck freight as usual. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update. 
Episode 243 for the week of December 11th, 2023. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state dash of dash freight dash today.